Stories on Media. This is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life. I'm Emma Goswell. You're now going to hear from Sophie. She's a young lesbian who came out at the age of 17. Her mum, let's just say, was less than thrilled and threatened to divorce her dad on their wedding anniversary. This is her story. I think it was like when I was probably about... 15 so I was walking down uh, town with my friends and there was a girl in front of us she had a fairly sort of like short skirt on and she had really long legs and I just turned around and said to my friends I was like oh my god that girl's legs are beautiful and one of my friends turned to me and she just went are you a lesbian or something and I just went ew no like absolutely not like it hadn't even crossed my mind but Growing up, like, my dad had always called me the lesbian daughter as a joke. Why? I think it was just because I I was never into boys. So, like, people would always say, oh, have you got a boyfriend? And my dad would be like, no, she's focused on her grades. She's focused on school. Mm. And, like, I was always forever helping, like, my granddad out with the DIY, helping out with the gardening. <laughs> like, my, my nan and my mum, they'd go shopping and they'd leave me with, like, my granddad and I'd do all the DIY with him. So it just, I just assumed that I was a tomboy and I just never really thought about guys but I think it was like that age like 15 I started to realize all my friends were into boy bands and basically they said to me oh you've got to like one of them like which one do you like and I was like um I don't I don't know so they went oh you can like this one he's your favorite and I was like yeah yeah he's <laughs> who was it favorite. can you remember yeah it was Zane from uh, One Direction so oh they were God, like you're that young yeah they were like he he's your favorite and I was like okay cool so it got to that point where I had to pretend that I was obsessed with Zane, but secretly I had a closet door. It's even funnier that it was my closet door in my bedroom with posters of Lady Gaga. Brilliant. But my mum wouldn't let me have posters on the walls. So there's like naked pictures of Lady Gaga still to this day in my old closet door at home, <laughs> which is quite funny considering coming out of the closet. But yeah, it was it was just a, a weird time for me because I wasn't interested in guys. And then I went to sick form. And I just became friends with a group of lesbians there. It was an all-girls sick form, so there was plenty of choice. It sounded like it didn't really even click in your head, though. You no. had all these signs that you're now looking back on and reading as signs, and other people reading as signs, but you were, it wasn't clicking in your own head. No, it really, really wasn't. I think what made it click, though, was there was a guy at my work that had a crush on me, and he kept sending me messages and asking me out on dates and I kept turning him down and I kept saying like I'm too busy I've got work I've got school I've got grades to get and just Mm. that was always my excuse I've got I'm trying to build a career I finally accepted and I went out on a date with him and we'd been dating for a little bit and every time I met up with him I just started crying and he was like what's wrong and I was like oh I'm just really stressed I've got a lot going on and um, we worked together so we'd finish work And we'd go to walk outside and I wouldn't tell anyone at work that we were dating. I was like, don't tell anyone we're dating. He was like, are you embarrassed? And I was like, no, I'm not embarrassed. And then he'd go to kiss me and I was like, no, no, wait a minute. So we both drove. So I'd make him get in his car. I'd get in my car. We'd drive to the car park across the road. I'd get out the car, kiss him goodbye and then get back in my car and drive home. What a date. Yeah, I just (laughs) really, really didn't want to be with him. So I broke up with him and apparently broke his heart in the process. So sorry, Tom, didn't mean to. And you were confused, I guess. Yeah, literally just so confused. I just used to cry every time that I met him. And I think he just thought I was a really emotional female and just (laughs) needed hugs and attention. I was like, that's the more he hugged me, the less I wanted to... So was he your only boyfriend then? Yeah, he was, yeah. Mm. My one and only boyfriend of probably 
probably less than a month. I was like, no, let's let's make this less than a month. And it was literally just kissing and holding hands, then, yeah. by the sounds of it. Pretty much, yeah, oh. just kissing and holding hands. And that was about it, really. So there were about 9,000 signs there, Sophie. When did the penny drop? When I was deciding what university I wanted to go to, I'd, I went to the University of Salford and I looked up the area and looked up Manchester and um, I found out about the gay village Ooh. and I was like, OK, this might be somewhere I want to go. I'd started to branch out at home and I'd found the only gay club. I was 17 at the time and I used to sneak in at the age of 17 with my friends. Uh, where was this? Back in Kent. I won't name and shame them, but they do know to this date that I used to go in at the age of 17. And I actually bumped into one of my teachers in there once who tapped me on the shoulder, not realising it was me, and started with the line, do you come here often? No! <laughs> to which I turned round and we both looked at each other and she was like, if I buy you a drink, will we never talk of this again? I was like, deal, absolutely. Your teacher asked you if you came here often. Yeah, I don't... I didn't even know anyone used that line. Literally, I don't think she realised it was me. And then we just started laughing. We became friends from it, like laughing and joking in school. But we never told anyone that we'd seen each other in there. That is brilliant. But this is when you, you were hanging around with lesbians, though. So you had some lesbian friends, but it hadn't really clicked properly? Yeah, like they asked me. We sat down once and they said to me, like are you a lesbian? They waited till they got me drunk. So we're underage drinking, 17 in someone's bedroom. And they were like, are you a lesbian? And I was like, yes. And they were like, yeah, we knew anyway. I was like, yeah, but don't tell anyone. So oh, so you did know by 17? Yeah, yeah, I kind of knew. So this is when I was like starting to branch out, but I was still looking at guys at the same time. Mm. So I think I was trying to convince myself otherwise. Why is that, do you think? I don't know. I think I just was confused. Just mm. really didn't know. It's not an obvious thing, isn't it? People think, like, coming out, it's just very simple. You wake up one day and you go, I'm gay. And it, I think it is like that for some people, but generally it's a, it's a process, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why so many people start off by saying they're bisexual, because mm. it is that questioning stage. And a lot of people are bisexual, but some people just decide that it is. It's that platform of taking it one step at a time mm. and deciding what you are. OK, so it sounded like it all happened when you went to Salford then, hotbed of lesbianism. Yeah, pretty much. So I, I, when I was looking at universities, I looked at Salford and I looked at Manchester and the gay village. And it was around about the time that Banana and Cucumber had just come out on TV as well. And I'd seen the adverts and my dad kept joking about them and my mum kept joking about them. And they were just taking the piss out of it, really. Mm. So... That was probably one of the main reasons I didn't come out so soon. We had, like, the Sky... Is it, like, Sky Plus, where you can, like, mm. record TV shows? So I put it on the planner to record. And uh, one evening I came home from school and I was... Well, sick form. And uh, I was wandering around, like, in the kitchen. Suddenly I hear my mum shout out to my dad. She was like, will you come in here for a minute? And uh, he walked in. She was like, why on earth are you recording Cucumber? And he went, I'm not recording Cucumber. He's like, I thought you were recording Cucumber. And this was the point where it was already like five episodes in. Mm. And she was like, well, who on earth in this house is recording Cucumber? And I came down and I walked past and she was like, are you recording this? I was like, yeah. She was like, why on earth are you watching this? And the only thing I could come out with is, oh, it was filmed in Manchester. And uh, I just wanted to see what Manchester looks like. And my mum um, was just like, oh, well, why don't you sit down and watch Coronation Street with me? I was like, okay, sitting down watching that instead. Yeah. For anyone that hasn't watched it, it's set in Manchester, but it's a brilliant queer drama written by Russell T Davies. Go look it up if you haven't seen it. Absolutely amazing. It's got so many different series as well, mm. so definitely watch that. Um, but yeah, so I moved to Manchester. 
after watching multiple episodes of Cucumber. Your generation's queer as folk. Literally. Literally my generation's queer as folk. It's insane. Um, So, yeah, I was watching that, came to Manchester, and I was in student halls. There was three boys, three girls in our flat, and two of the boys had crushes on me. And I kind of went along with them and was trying to still, I guess, convince myself that I was still straight, Mm. even though I'd known back home that I, I wasn't and that I had been hanging out with lesbians. But at this stage, you still hadn't done anything then by the sounds of it. Oh, no, I had. <laughs> yeah, I had. So I, I'd, I'd never slept with a guy either. Mm. So I don't know why I was still trying to convince myself. So you, was, you were sleeping with women, but you were still trying to date men. Yeah, it was mm. incredibly strange. I don't know. I guess it's that, oh, what people say to you, oh, you've just not found the right guy yet. Mm. So I think I was still just looking for that right guy which apparently was going to turn out to be a girl. I just didn't know that at the time. I think the first sort of group of people I came out to, I became friends with two boys on my course who were both gay. And they took me out to the gay village one night and I had the most amazing time. And I don't know what made me say it to them, but I just turned around and was like, yeah, I'm a lesbian. And they went, you're not. No, you're not. And I was like, no, I am. Literally, I am. So from that day onwards, I spent all my time at their flat. We used to go out to the village And I got to know a lot of people in the village and got sort of like a close-knit group of friends Mm. um, that were obviously all gay or lesbians. And I used to invite them back to my flat. My housemates were a bit like, who are all these people? Like, they don't go to this uni. Why do you keep bringing them back? And I was like, oh, they're just my friends. And they were like, where did you meet them? And I was like, oh, the gay village, you know. Uh, A few of them were drag queens as well. So drag queens used to come to my house and get ready. Brilliant. And my housemates were just in complete shock at, like, these six-foot men in heels (laughs) stomping around the flat. That They started to hate it a bit because Mm. drag queens have a bit of sass and can sometimes say some things that come across as offensive. And they said a few things to my housemates that made them sort of start to hate me. So I decided to tell them that I was a lesbian and they didn't react well at all. Like, they threw some of my things out the window and, yeah, it wasn't great. They threw some stuff out the window and then they also were just really rude to me these are students in like yeah. what 2015 or something. Yeah, literally, what? it was about 2015. I think it was because they didn't like my group of friends, mm. so I started hiding in my room a lot more, or not coming home and going to friends' houses instead. So already, I was having a bit of a negative reaction. We sorted it all out in the end, and we all sort of became friends again mm. towards the end of the year. But towards that end of the year, I thought, okay, so I've I've managed one battle of telling my housemates. I was like, I should probably start to tell other people now. So most people that I, I knew, most of my friends knew that I was a lesbian. A few friends from home kind of got the inkling, but I hadn't said anything. And I knew full well that my sister had an idea because somebody had posted a picture of me kissing a girl. Oh, that's quite a clue. Yeah, that kind of might have given it away. But I don't know if any other family had seen that. So mm. I held back and didn't say anything. And one day I was sat in my car in the village, ironically, on the phone to my parents on loudspeaker. And my dad was just chatting to me about my life and stuff. And I mentioned um, one of my friends who at the time identified as a lesbian. They've now come out as trans. But I, I said, oh, yeah, my friend Sarah, blah, blah, blah. And my dad went, oh, Sarah's a lesbian, isn't she? And I said, yeah, she is. And he said, are you a lesbian? And I went, um, m- maybe. 
And he just started laughing. And I said, why is that going to be a problem? And he was like, of course, it's not a problem. Like, absolutely not. He just said, you know, I love you no matter what. You're still Sophie to me. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then he said, right, well, I'll talk to you later. And all this time, my mum was still there on the phone and she didn't say anything. And I said, all right, bye. I love you both. And my dad was like, bye. I love you. And he hung up. And it was this sense of relief that I told them. And I felt so happy at that point that I called my friend and I was like, guess what? I've just come out to my parents and they took it really well. They were like, congratulations. We're so proud of you. And then I hung up the phone and I checked my phone and there was a message from my sister and it just said, mum is absolutely fuming with you. And I replied back and was like, why? What what do you mean she's fuming? And she said, she's not happy that you're gay. Uh, She's shouting at me, asking if I knew anything about it. And my sister just said, and obviously I did because I'd seen a picture of you. Um, So she said, mum's shouting at me. She's shouting at dad as well. And I'd come out a couple of days after my birthday and the day before my mum and dad's wedding anniversary. Mm. So my mum then threatened to get a divorce with my dad on their wedding anniversary. And all of this was going on before you'd even had a conversation with your mum because it yeah. sounds like you primarily really came out to your dad but your mum was listening in on the conversation. Yeah, yeah so they were both there listening mm. but she just hadn't responded. Uh, so, so you unfortunately assumed that everything was hunky-dory and it yeah. clearly wasn't for your mother. Yeah, so pretty yeah. much so... I I can't remember if she actually messaged me or if it was my dad, but one of them did tell me after my sister had already told me that she wasn't happy. At that point, I started crying and I didn't really know what to do because in my head, I'd always assumed that my mum would be the one that would be okay with it and my dad might have a bit of a problem. Mm. So to find out that it was actually the other way round hit me really, really hard because I was pretty close to both of them, but I still assumed that she'd be there. It's very surprising, isn't it, how that, that happens sometimes. You know, I spoke to someone who came out as trans and they said, I wrote a list of everyone that I thought would be OK and everyone that I thought wouldn't be OK and I might as well have just reversed it. Yeah, it's yeah. so, so strange. You so can't predict it sometimes. Absolutely not. And I think that was what hit me the hardest, the fact that you can't predict it and you don't know how people are going to react and sometimes mm. the people that you think are going to be OK absolutely won't. I think I tried to call her a few days later and... I noticed she was just blocking my calls and ending my calls. So I tried texting her and she was ignoring the text messages, like it was coming up red and then she was ignoring them. I think she finally replied back to one of them and was just like, I don't accept this, I don't condone it, I don't believe in what you believe in. And at that point, I I just didn't really know what to do. So I called my dad and he said, I'm, re- I'm really sorry. He said, I can't talk to you right now. And I was like, what? He was like, oh, I'll talk to you later. And I thought, okay, like he's at work or something. And it turns out he was with my mum and she was like, don't take that call. My dad called me later on and he said, "Um, your mum doesn't want me talking to you anymore. So if we talk, I'm going to have to delete all the calls and delete all the messages because she was going through his phone to see if he was talking to me at all. It's quite hurtful. Yeah, the only person I really had was kind of my sister to relay information for me because she, although she was living at home, there's only like 14 months between us. My mum obviously wasn't checking her phone or checking her messages, so she was able to still talk to me and, like, pass messages on and stuff. Must have felt like quite a lonely time then. Yeah, it was all sort of just before Christmas as well. So then I had this hard battle of do I go home for Christmas or not? And being, I think, so young as well, I thought, I need to go home for Christmas, I can't not go home. Because how old were you at this stage? 18 or 19, so I decided that I'd go home for Christmas And it was the first time I'd seen my mum since Christmas. And my dad had always said to me, like, just 
don't mention it. If you don't say anything, it's fine. It's that whole don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. As long as she doesn't know or you don't mention it, she's fine. So she was okay with me and everything until one evening we were sat just opposite each other on the sofa and I brought it up and it caused a massive argument. Like she shouted at me and she was just saying like the same things that she'd said, like, I I don't believe in it. I don't know why you're like this. And I think some of the hurtful things she said was, I I didn't bring you up to be this way. I had dreams and aspirations for you. I wanted you to grow up and have a family of your own and get married. And I was like, mum, I can still do all those things. And she's like, no, you can't. You'll never be able to get a job now. No one's going to accept your CV when they find out that you're gay. And I was just like, mum, things have changed. Like, they've changed a lot since you were growing up. I was like, oh, well, all my friends are gay. And she was like, well, this is it. You're going to catch HIV now. And I was like, mum, this is not how these things work. It, it was literally just a lack of education on the whole situation that was causing her to have such like harsh views. It sounds like you then had to educate your parents. Yeah, it, it was difficult, though, because she didn't want to learn. So... I'd bring up things about drag queens all the time or mention them and she didn't want to hear any of it or didn't want to know, didn't understand it. I think she she was one of those people that didn't understand the difference between trans and drag queens either. So that was a difficult one to try and explain. It's hard to educate somebody that doesn't want to learn. Yeah, I'm wondering if it even is an age thing. I'm guessing your parents probably aren't that much older than me. They're still probably in their late 40s, early 50s. Yeah, 50s, like mm. early 50s. Mm. So... I don't know because my dad was all my dad was very educated on it Mm. and when my mum finally started to accept that I wasn't going to change my dad actually told her oh yeah she she might be bisexual just to give he went if we give her a bit of hope she'll take it slowly we'll ease her into this so I think to this day I think my mum still thinks I'm bisexual because we're trying to slowly ease her in Mm. but my my mum said, don't tell any of the family. I don't want any of the family knowing about Sophie. So I think there's still family now that don't know. But my dad tends to let things slip because he's, he's proud. He's proud that I'm a lesbian and he works with a lot of lesbians and he always introduces them to me and stuff. He'll be talking to me at home and he's like, oh, yeah, so Stella and I are at work. You know Stella. Stella, the lesbian, Stella. I'm like, Dad, I know. I know who Stella is. And one of the funniest things I said when I came, when I came out, he said to me was, it's so great now that you've come out as a lesbian. He said, it's like when you buy a new car. He said, and you start realising that everyone around you has got the same car. He said, I've been doing the same since you came out as a lesbian. All I keep seeing is lesbians around me. <laughs> so he was so supportive. And he told his mum, so my nan, And she's always been supportive of gay rights. And I never actually came out to her until I was at home once and I just mentioned just in in passing. I was like, oh, yes, I'm the only lesbian at work, blah, blah, blah. Carried on. She went, what did you just say? I went, I'm the only lesbian at work. And she went, you just came out to me. You'd you'd not come out. And I was like, yeah, but Nan, I thought you knew. I was like, didn't Dad tell you? And she went, yeah, but I just wanted you to say the words. So I think my nan regrets that I didn't really have a big coming out to her, which... She wanted her moment. Yeah, she wanted her moment of me coming out, which is sad that I didn't do that, but... I think that's proof, isn't it? Age is not the reason for intolerance, is it, really? Oh, absolutely not, no. So, however, if I was to tell maybe my mum's side of the family, because they're quite religious, we might have a few more problems, so... But I think, again, that's not down to age. It's religion and upbringing. Mm. This is a couple of years ago, isn't it, when you first came out to your parents? Is it is it better now? Yeah, I'd say it's definitely a lot better now. So I graduated this year and my mum, my dad, my sister and her boyfriend came up for my graduation. And I 
didn't want to mention at the time that I had a girlfriend, but my dad knew I had a girlfriend and my sister knew I had a girlfriend. Mm. So it was kind of on the down low. And um, we went to my graduation and afterwards we went for a meal and we decided we'd go for drinks. And we went up my work because I work in the gay village. And my mum got a little bit tipsy. My dad was like, right, I need to go home. And I said, mum, why don't you stay out with us? And she went, no, I'm too old for this. I was like, no, no, (laughs) I've never been for a drink with you. Stay out. So she stayed out. And um, I I decided at first, how drunk can I get her really quickly? And can I get her down to GAY? And I managed it. We got my mum down to GAY. Got her in, got her a few drinks, and I just said to her, like, Mum, I'm okay, like, I'm doing well. You can see I've got friends. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I just want you to be happy. And I think that was the moment that we bonded. There's pictures of my mum. We've got pictures over the years. And she does this half smile whenever she has photos taken. But there's a picture of my sister, my mum and I, in GAY. And my mum is actually smiling. It's the biggest smile I've ever seen on her face. It's one of my favourite photos of the three of us. So she really enjoyed her night out in Manchester's gay village. Definitely. And then just to top it all off as well, we went down to another club where my girlfriend was working. And I ordered some drinks uh, for all of us. And I was like, oh, I'll pay to my mum. And as I went to pay, my girlfriend who was serving me turned around and was like, they've been paid for. And my mum went, what's going on? Because I was like, no, you can't do that. And my mum went, what's just happened? I said, oh, she paid for our drinks. Um, My mum went, oh, do you know her? I was like, yeah, of course, mum. Like, I know I work here. And she went, oh, okay. Do you know her well? And I went, yeah, I know her well. And she went, do you know her really well? And I went, yes, mum, she's my girlfriend. And at that moment, I was like, oh, no, what have I done? What have I done? Why did I say that? And she just went, oh, okay, what's her name? What's she like? How old is she? And just was so accepting. And she even went as far as to invite my girlfriend out for a meal the next day with all of us, like a big family meal to get to know her a bit better. And it was that point that I realised, okay, I think my mum might slowly be getting better at this. And sort of starting to understand but she still has her moments like I'm not with my girlfriend now when I was uh, coming towards the end of our relationship I told my dad that I was going I was going to be breaking up with my girlfriend and my mum turned around and said to my dad oh how are things going with Sophie and her girlfriend and my dad returned back with oh I th- I th- not too well I think she's going to break up with her and my mum went thought that might happen she's definitely still a bisexual isn't she oh so baby steps but we're getting there like we have a good relationship now we talk she calls me like we talk sort of once a week kind of thing catch up on what's going on in our lives so it's nice she's still there but it's going to take a lot I think to still accept me completely it's a very familiar story Sophie parents don't get it on day one sometimes they do take weeks months or years really and that's clearly what's happened with you yeah baby steps we'll get there is there any part of you that regrets the fact that you came out over the phone because you can't you couldn't really see their reactions and you were under the misapprehension that your mum was cool with it? So if, if you could do it again, would you do it differently? Yeah, definitely. Like, again, with my nan regretting that she'd not had me come out to her properly. Mm. I do regret, like, obviously, you watch all those videos on YouTube of people having these extravagant coming out stories of, like, 
parties and celebrations and videos and stuff. And I regret not being able to say it, but over the years, I thought of different ways that I wanted to come out. Like I thought of changing my bed into a massive big rainbow and like explaining it that way. Making a cake. Yeah, literally. I like the one where the, the girl has the sign saying I'm gay and she gets it out on the ride on Alton Towers when it clips the photo. Down, yeah. yeah, anything like that. Like I had all these ideas of how to do it and I'm, I'm sad that I didn't get to do it like that and it was over the phone and I couldn't see their reactions. And I don't know, maybe things would have been slightly different if I'd seen their reaction because I could have maybe talked it out a lot quicker with my mum rather than all these months of her ignoring me and not speaking to me. Although having said that, a lot of people don't want to see the reaction and a lot of people feel safer. So, you know, for some people, it is better on the phone. That's true, yeah. I thought about writing a letter as well. That was another one. But I think I did think about, oh, what if it gets lost in the post and someone else finds it instead? <laughs> Honestly, that was my only thought. What if someone else finds out instead? <laughs> I'd love to get a letter like that in the post. <laughs> I think it'd be great. I should have just put it in a bottle and sent it out to sea. <laughs> to Sophie for accounting a story that was probably quite difficult at times with her parents. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. We'd also love to hear from you on Twitter. You can find us there at Come Out Stories. I'm Emma Goldswell and Coming Out Stories is a What Goes On media production. Next time you'll hear from comedian Stephen Bailey. You've probably seen him on the telly. He's been on various chat shows and game shows. And he presented Celebs on a Farm, amongst other things. He came out while kissing his best friend at a party during school time. So even my parents had just walked in and was like, Mum, Dad, this is my boyfriend, Matt. I'm just going to get changed, then we're going to go to Trafford Centre. Done. Done.